all the video you need in one convenient solution. QuickFrame by Mountain is the premier video creation platform that delivers high-performing content designed for every channel, audience, or objective. Through a diverse network of production companies hungry to bring your vision to life and a technology platform that connects your brand with the perfect creative collaborators, their approach has hacked the traditional production process, helping their customers create more video content than ever before. Don't you want that too? Visit quickframe.com to find out how. On this episode of the AW360 podcast, recorded at Advertising Week New York 2022, I speak with Chris Garbutt, CCO and co-president of Virtue, part of the Vice Media Group. Chris walks me through how Virtue has used creativity and innovation to solve real-world problems, specifically empowering Ukrainians with the virtual preservation of their culture by scanning digital renderings of architecture, statues, and monuments using their mobile devices. I hope you enjoy this episode. Chris, welcome to the AW360 podcast, live from Advertising Week New York. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here. Yeah, you're not listening to this live, but we recorded it live, which just means we recorded it at Advertising Week New York. But I I always feel compelled to say that. Explains the background noise. Um, You are Chief Creative Officer and Co-President of Virtue. That is correct. Yeah, I'm I'm fortunate enough to be based in Brooklyn, and I sit at, at the heart of Vice Media Group. And uh, I've got kind of a dual role. I sit across an executive leadership team across the group. Vice Media Group owns different business verticals. So Vice World News, Refinery29, Pulse Films, which is amazing production capabilities. Vice Studios that makes like amazing, incredible feature films and series for the streaming platforms. Um, You know, we've got a, a music brand, Noisy. We've got ID Magazine. And then I run Virtue, which is, it's kind of like a micro-advertising network that's global. So we've got offices in New York, LA, London, Amsterdam, Asia, Middle East. Um, So it's never boring. Doesn't sound like it. So you were on a panel yesterday called Using the Power of Creativity and Innovation to Save Ukrainian Culture. What all does that mean? Good question. Well, I mean, we did this, uh, you know, when, when we watched this horrific event unfold before us about a year ago, you know, we were sitting watching the Russians invading the Ukraine and, and, and within the first couple of hours, our journalists were running into the flames, reporting from the front lines. We had Sean Penn over there shooting a documentary. Um, and I'm more on the marketing side of things. And we were sitting watching this, feeling a little bit powerless, like I'm compelled to actually do something. Yeah. And I was speaking to my creative collective and I said to them, like, it's not enough to just talk about it or create something that makes people feel strongly about it or maybe uh, tell a story that changes opinions. We need to actually tangibly find an idea that actually empowers people to change something, to do something physically. Um, And we've got some incredible technologists on the team. And, you know, night shift, as you do as a creative, you're proactively thinking about how to connect technology to ideas and brands and we've been talking about this app we'd, we'd seen called Polycam and it was a, it's a startup uh, company that has uh, built an app uh, that uses the LiDAR technology in, in phones to scan any object um, in three dimension um, and 
we kind of connected the dots and we were watching uh, the chairman of, of, of Blue Shield Denmark in an interview and, and, and he said the quickest way to um, erase a, cult, a culture's history is to um, eradicate the national identity. And the Russians were blowing up all the national monuments and statues and Ukrainians were risking their lives to actually protect these heritage sites by wrapping them in sandbags. And, um, and so we said, well, what happens if we actually got this technology into Ukrainians' hands so that they could actually start three-dimensional three scanning these objects and these national her heritage sites and upload them into the cloud where no bombs can actually destroy them? Mm -hmm. And it was like an epiphany moment where we, we had boots on the ground, we had journalists in the field, we could get this technology into citizens' hands. And within a day or two, it took off like wildfire. And, um, and we've managed to um, you know, equip a community in Ukraine um, with the right technology to actually preserve their cultural heritage in the cloud where no, no bombs can destroy it. That's amazing. I mean, to me, it's, it's very... It evokes a lot of different feelings all at once that, I mean, I'm a technology person. I love technology. I love it especially when technology be, can be used for good. But then, you know, you're talking about this. I'm thinking, oh, this is great. This sounds awesome. But at the same time, the whole purpose behind it, you, you just hope it hadn't had to happen in the first place. Yeah, I mean, it was awful. It's awful. I mean, I even feel bad, you know, talking about it on a platform for any kind of self-gratification because it's something that you wish you never had to do. Yeah, but unfortunately, the world is so full of conflict at the moment. And, and I think it's more about how, how everybody can find a role to actually help in whatever way they feel that they can. Um, I think that's the only way to really support. Um, and, and, and at least sitting in Brooklyn, far away from the conflict, we could actually do something, even though, you know, it's obviously not enough. Yeah. I mean, there, there's so many things through history that it would be great to have preserved along the way, but obviously this technology is, is so new. You said the, uh, the response has been, has been good so far? Well, I mean, you know, we, we, we were in the Cannes Lion Festival uh, in July, and um, we were lucky enough to, to win a lot of awards around it, but we used that as a platform to draw more attention and awareness to it. And yeah. In so doing, we got a lot of media channels to cover it. Um, and, and drive awareness. And you know how the news cycle works, like people get sort of bored and tune into the next thing. So I think part of it is keeping the awareness high and, and reminding people um, of, of the issue and the problem and compelling people to lean in. How many scans have been made, do you know, to date? Yeah, we've, we've had about 30,000 uploads into wow. the cloud. So that's equivalent of about 20 years of the MoMA mu Museum's art collection. Wow, that's crazy. I thought you were going to say like 300 or something. I was going to congratulate you on that. <laughs> that that's amazing. This is called... Uh, Backup Ukraine? Correct. It's a, it's a fantastic title. Um, and it, but again, you know, it's, it's, I feel bad kind of, you know, saying that. I mean, it's cool, but you, know, you just, you, you wish you didn't have to do it. Is this something that, you know, as, as you look ahead, God forbid, we have to have this in other regions, but it would be good to just start doing it anyway, when you think about it. I mean, you know, you, you just think of like how things change over the course of, you know, a generation or two. And, you know, when you and I might have been kids, there was, you know, buildings or places that are now long gone that, you know, we have nostalgia for. It'd be cool to have those scans. Well, you know, what do you... Well, I think, I think there's a big clue in this for the future of, and I, I hate to sort of banalize it, but the future of um, how uh, we can use technology to shortcut um, marketing in a way and, and actually 
build community and arm community with the right utility to actually do something. Um, and, and, you know, take one step further than just changing opinion to actually doing something at scale that drives change. Um, and I think we're right at a crossroads of huge uh, technological revolution. I mean, you, you, you've had like a load of talks during this week about the metaverse and Web3. Mm -hmm. You know, AI in itself is going to enable people to have the power of industrial and light and magic in their, their own hands to create and tell stories. People that can't draw can suddenly become master artists. Yeah. They're going to become much, much more independent um, in what they do. And I think that changes the role of, uh, of, of, of brands and marketers in the world to instead of just build these monuments and broadcast them at audiences, instead it's about actually understanding what's important to that audience, what the pain points are in that audience to resolve, the tensions, the needs, and then find the right kinds of tools to equip them with to enable them. And in so doing, those people become sort of the embodiment of whatever that experience is that you want to portray. Well, it also means that at some point I could probably... 300,000 scans. It's possible for me to see how Ukraine once was because it's one of those places I always wanted to go, never did. And now I won't see it as it was, sadly. It's very, very sad. And in fact, um, people started using the technology in ways we never imagined. Beyond just uh, the, the, the national monuments and the statues, they started scanning their last Easter meal with their family oh, wow. or uh, their kids' toys or the playground down the road or, or an obliterated apartment that they'd lived in. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking in a way, but in a way it was also um, a behavior that they could you know, take to actually defy what was going on in a way and sort of preserve that in the cloud yeah. and, and remember that and, and, and possibly one day use it as a blueprint to rebuild. Yeah. Now, I love your take that we're on the uh, beginnings of a, of a technology revolution. So many people seem to think we, we already had one. And, and we did, I suppose, to a point. You know, there's, okay, there was the, the microprocessor, then there was the internet, then there's mobile. And maybe, you know, now Web3 is the next big thing. I always look at it that in between there, though, we got, you know, a few <clears throat> social media channels and, you know, the, the world became something of a divided cesspool <laughs> as a result. <laughs> but, you know, I, I look at things like this and I think, you know, man, if, if we could find a way to market tools like this, to everyone and get them doing something positive versus, oh, I don't know, complaining about the way the, the, the last Marvel Cinematic Universe film ended that wasn't to their liking, <laughs> you know, the world would be a better place. Would you agree? I agree. And I think, you know, it's, it's a choice. I don't, I, there's, there's four indisputable facts, I think, that is happening right, that are happening right now. The one is that, you know, people are um, spending more time on devices than ever before. Yeah those experiences of those devices are becoming more immersive than ever. Um, because of that, people are becoming more obsessed with their digital identities, even sometimes more than their physical ones. And they're playing more games than ever before. And gaming loops are becoming the way that youth culture sort of consumes experiences and engages with those. So that's not going anywhere. Um, and you know, I think that's the future of how um, brands need to show up. They need to meet the audiences where they're at, understand what's of value in those spaces and experiences with those audiences and find powerful exchanges. It's almost like reciprocity. You've got to give something valuable to get something back in return. 
Absolutely. Chris, I thank you for being on the show. This is fascinating, and I, I absolutely love this. Where can people find out more about this? That's a really good question. Well, I mean, I think it's, it's been covered in a lot of news channels, CNN, Vice World News. Um, just, just Google it. You'll see it. Just Google it. I like that. <laughs> Thanks for being on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts like this from Advertising Week's ever-growing network of podcasts for the advertising, marketing, and technology industries, visit www.advertisingweek.com slash podcasts. Creating videos has traditionally been expensive and time-consuming, but that's not how QuickFrame by Mountain does things. They've streamlined production to deliver a faster, more efficient way to produce videos at scale. Their platform matches brands with a highly curated network of production companies and content creators to ensure you have the best creative partner to produce videos that resonate with your target audience. Are you ready to get all the creativity without any of the baggage? Get started at QuickFrame.com.